All right, we're back into it, and I want to apologize to our next guest who's been waiting patiently here for us to uh, get into the uh, the program. He is the first in what we hope will be a series of conversations with, with re- Republican candidates for the U.S. Senate. It's a crowded primary field, and first up this afternoon is Matt Dubiel, who joins us live. Thank you for waiting. We do appreciate it, and you are on WMAY. Let's begin by just having you introduce yourself to our listeners and uh, tell them a little bit about your background and why you're you're running for the U.S. Senate. Hey, Jim, can you hear me okay? I, I, I certainly right can. You? you absolutely do. Thank you. Excellent. Uh, it's no problem to wait. I understand the radio business because I came up in the radio business. I started as an intern for Steve Dahl in Chicago, and I worked my way up from intern to owner. And now we own a, a little AM station in Elmhurst, Illinois. Got four kids, Jim, and I'm fed up with our schools. I'm fed up with paying for everything. I'm fed up with our taxes. We moved to Naperville for low taxes and better schools, and we're getting neither. And so uh, I got activated and uh, inspired when I hired Tom DeVore to represent my children so they could go to school mask-free in America. And uh, I realized that's just the beginning, and it's not over. It's going to take us all, all the parents and all the citizens, to get united. I looked at this field of Senate candidates, Jim, and it's not impressive. There's only one guy that can beat Tammy Duckworth, and it's Matt Dubiel because... I have a good concept of all the things that we need to focus on, and I am truly America first in the America first sort of way. Well, let me go through a few of the points you make on your website, some of the big issues that you see in this race, and have you elaborate on them a little bit. You start with safer communities. Tell me what you would do to ensure safer communities here in Illinois. Well, it's pretty simple. So the Matt Dubiel platform for safer communities is, number one, we got to let our cops do their job. Uh, very pro-police. My mom is a retired cop. My best friend is a Chicago cop. The police that uh, do their job and know how to do their job are the ones that know how to police. And they got to be allowed to do it. And then the prosecutors have to prosecute. We have to stop treating Americans and parents like criminals and start treating the criminals like criminals. If you've noticed, they're talking about this electronic monitoring system for criminals where they let the criminals out. They put an bro- uh, ankle bracelet on these criminals. And uh, then they get two days off, perhaps, to go and wander around aimlessly. They have more freedom as criminals than we did during COVID, during the lockdowns. And that's wrong. And and I say we, I'm talking about citizens that weren't criminals. So we have to let the law enforcement do the law enforcing. We have to let the prosecutors do the prosecuting. And we, the people, have to hold them all accountable. That's where it starts. But what specifically would you change when you say let police do their jobs? What are they not being allowed to do now that you would allow them to do? Well, for starters, um, I, you know, there's not a lot of power that the United States Senate or a United States senator has in controlling the local police. But we have a bill in uh, in Illinois where police are going to be held to a, a standard of accountability that sounds good on paper but puts them at risk. And so these cops have to be allowed to do their jobs. They're either good enough to do their jobs in which case they need to be allowed to do their job. So they need to be allowed to arrest criminals. They have to be allowed to to chase criminals when appropriate. And then the prosecutors have to prosecute them. But holding uh, accountability of uh, personal accountability where they could be sued, where cops could be sued, and uh, where their livelihoods and their freedom could be risked is very dangerous, and it makes them not want to put their livelihood at risk. So we have to back the cops up. Let's talk about indoctrination in schools. You referenced that on your website. Uh, Can you give me a specific example here in Illinois of what you're talking about when you talk about indoctrination in schools? 
Yeah, so I have four children. Uh, the Duville kids are uh, ranging from 20 years old down to 10 years old. And my daughter was so excited to return to in-person learning at high school here in District 204 in Naperville. And immediately they went around the room and they asked the children what their pronouns were. Um, there's no place for that. That's indoctrination. It may not be part of a curriculum that's codified by the school board, but it is indoctrination. And so that's just one example. Another example, my son Rocco's a freshman at the same school district. They have a separate campus. They've got flyers around the school asking the children if they want gender-neutral bathrooms. So it's not that there's a demand for this. It's the demand is being created, and the children are being indoctrinated with that ideology, number one. And number two, it's being used as a Trojan horse to sort of funnel them and get them to be compliant in what is going to turn into a Chinese credit score type system. And we cannot let that stand in the United States of America. Matt Dubiel stands against that sort of stuff. And that's what you get if you vote for United States Senate, Matt Dubiel, for the candidate. So you would you would uh, sponsor legislation in the U.S. Senate to prohibit teachers from uh, asking a student what their preferred pronoun is? Absolutely. Can you do that? I mean, wouldn't that be a First Amendment issue at some point? Uh, the First Amendment does not does not provide for government employees to indoctrinate our children. No, absolutely not. But if a student says, "I prefer to be addressed this way," uh, is the student free to to bring that up on their own? The student can say whatever they want. Of course, they can. But the teachers aren't. That's not what's happening, Jim. The teachers are going around the room asking the children how they want to be identified and how what their pronouns are. It's the biggest bunch of nonsense uh, that I've heard in my lifetime. It's, it's, it's similar to asking them what their Zodiac sign is, and it didn't work in the 70s. There's no place for it in 2022. But are, transgender teens are real. I mean, should, should they not have some ability to be able to communicate that to a teacher? Communicate what exactly? Uh, their, their gender identity, their preferred pronouns. What the, what the student can communicate to the teacher is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what the teachers are communicating to the students. So if a student if volunteers it, it's okay, but the teacher is not allowed to ask if, if you would have your way on that. They're going around the room and they're asking the children what their pronouns are. That is not teaching them math, science, reading, history, and civics. And that's what the children are there to do. If children or teenagers, what, however they identify personally, uh, needs special attention and special treatment, they probably shouldn't go to a school where they're teaching things very generally. You talked about medical freedom on your website as well, and you made reference to uh, fighting against mask mandates, although many public health experts said masks in the confined setting of a school is a very good idea. So how would that play out if we have a, a future pandemic or even a, a, re a return of, of COVID again? Uh, how would you limit the ability of school districts to, to put safety measures in place? Well, the school districts have to follow the law. We have a constitution in the United States of America, and we have a constitution in the state of Illinois. So the school districts need to follow that. The legislators need to follow that. The governor and the, uh, the representatives need to follow that. If people follow those things, then there's a protocol. You, follow, you pass laws, somebody proposes legislation. Mandates are not laws, and you can't impose illegal mandates in school. You certainly shouldn't be doing that for a sickness or a disease that... 99.97% uh, of all people, no matter what they do, survive. And that's what we're dealing with with this disease, and that's what we've been dealing with with various diseases from the beginning of time. 99.97% of people survive COVID 
no matter what they do, whether they wear a mask or wear a, take a vax or whatever they do. Children that want to wear masks to school should absolutely be allowed to do that. And uh, children that want to get vaccinated and parents that want to get their kids vaccinated should absolutely do that. This isn't an anti-vax or anti-mask stance. This is a freedom stance and a protocol stance. And we have laws and we have checks and balances in the United States of America. And we have to follow those no matter how fearful and what kind of pandemonium surrounds the country. Can schools impose dress codes? Depends on the school. They're not, they're not imposing dress codes these days. A lot of them. Oh, you know, oh, come on. Sometimes uh, if, you, if you have a Statue of Liberty on your shirt, they may tell you you can't wear it. But if you have uh, game colors, they may tell you you can't wear it, too. It depends on what the kids are wearing and what they're not wearing. But if you've been to a school recently, I have. I've sat through the school. I've uh, shadowed the school. And they're not really imposing dress codes. They're allowing kids to kind of do whatever they want. In fact, Jim, in schools that my kids go to, they have kids that dress up as furries and identify as animals. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, what what school is that? It's in the 204 school district in Naperville. I'll have to, There's I'll, more than one of them. I'll have to check into that. I, I hadn't heard that happening in a school here in Illinois. We're talking with Matt Dubiel, candidate for U.S. Senate, and we're, we're tied on time here. A couple of quick questions. Would you support in the U.S. Senate a national ban on abortion? Mitch McConnell said that could come up next year. Would you vote in favor of a nationwide ban on abortion? Well, the uh, abortion is uh, an epidemic in Illinois, 45,000 abortions every year in Illinois. And it's a big business. It's a, a disgusting business. And there aren't 45,000 cases of rape and incest. And that's usually the argument. So I would absolutely defend life. I would defend against funding for uh, taking life that way. And I respect life from conception to death 100%. So would you vote for a national ban on abortion? Um, I, what, what do you mean ban? A ban. Like, like, it it would, it wouldn't, like it would not be allowed, period. Um, I would vote on a, uh, a abortion being limited, and a doctor certainly always has the ability to save the life of a mother, and I think that that's about the extent of, of what it should be. And actually, Democrats like uh, Bill Clinton and, and others back in the 90s used to say the same thing, but somehow the conversation got changed, and now it's a big business. So a ban except for saving the life of the mother. Yeah. Uh, should same-sex marriage remain legal across the country? Well, I think that's a state's right issue, and I think the people that are pro-democracy um, should be all for the Supreme Court kicking things back to the states because it actually promotes democracy and gives that right back to the people of the state to vote as they please. Should segregation be a state's rights issue? That, that was a Supreme Court ruling, too. Should we just go ahead and let each state decide for themselves about uh, whether a school should be segregated or which businesses? Kind of, which kind of segregation are you talking about? Are you talking Ra about well, racial? How about racial segregation to, a, to start with? a restaurant and they say that I can't go in if I'm wearing a mask? How about racial segregation? Kind of segregation should, should that be left oh. up to, to individual states? Racial segregation is what's happening in our schools at CRT. Of course that's wrong. See, what, what, judging what anybody, schools, judging what's, anybody, what schools teaching CRT? What schools aren't? I'd like a list of the schools that aren't. <laughs> uh, I, I'm unfortunately out of time. I wish I could continue. Tell people how to find out more about your candidacy for the U.S. Senate, please. Uh, com is the website. Anybody that wants to ask me any question, nothing is off limits, can text me directly. 312-847-1987. That is my cell phone. Goes to my phone. 312 